not in Kansas anymore. You have my curiosity. Are you telling me you built a time machine? The force will be with Welcome back to Get Real, the podcast where we get real about all your favourite pop culture movies and TV shows. We are gracing your ears this week with an extra bonus episode. Aren't they the lucky ones? What lucky bunch you are. And it's not a Star Wars episode. Wow. Oh my god. There is media out there that is not Star Wars? What are you talking about? There's not even Star Wars news in this, Chris. It's not even remotely anything to do with Lucas, film, anything. Nothing. I know, Sam. I just wanted to get the names in there. You dropped my name, so I'll drop yours. That's Sam and I'm Chris. Yeah, we're your usual hosts and co-hosts for this week. And Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, no guests, but, you know, keep keep peeled. Make sure you're subbed for future episodes, especially if you're catching this extra bonus one. You know, this is how, this is how we treat the listeners of Get Real Pod, Chris. We're uh, gracious hosts and oh, broadcasters, what can we say? This week, we're talking all about the Snyder Cut being an official thing. We did report about this on our story, but it, it was a little bit preemptive. It wasn't actually confirmed yet. Sure, it's actually been confirmed. It's actually a thing that's happening. And we're going to chat a little bit about the Snyder Cut because both me and you are big comic book movie fans, as this podcast suggests. Yep. And we're going to give our thoughts on a Snyder Cut, give our thoughts on the original Justice League. And we're going to chat a little bit about what this means for the future of re edits, potentially. But before we do that, Chris, I think we've got a couple of bits and bobs for us to catch up on because we haven't done a, a news or a, a, you know, an ad hoc episode for quite a while, have we? So, completely forgot that there's been any sort of news. Um, <laughs> but basically, we're going to go through the trailers that have dropped. And some other bits and pieces, aren't we? Yeah. I think we should start off on a bit of a down note, so then the rest of the episode's more upbeat after this. Sadly, we have lost a few people from the industry over the last few weeks since we've not been doing news. Obviously, it's a bad time for everybody. The first one that we heard about was uh, Irfan Khan. A great loss for the industry. He was a fantastic actor, known for Life of Pi. He was in the Jurassic World films. He's a great Indian actor. If you Google the name, you'll know the face, definitely. That was a very sad loss. He was quite quite young as well, really, wasn't he? He he died quite quite young, so what a shame. His career was only going from strength to strength. Like He was a big in India. And then he, he really started to break into Hollywood probably about 10 years ago, mm. uh, possibly more. And he, he was just doing great work. I think he was greatly appreciated. Yeah. Fred Willard, we lost as well. A great comedy actor, especially in like the, the 80s and 90s. He did a lot of work. Our generation probably know him best from like those slapstick spoof films. He did a lot of them. Yeah. And the American Pie films. The saddest one for me, anyway, Sam Lloyd. Yeah, he's um, from Scrubs, isn't he? Yeah, from Scrubs. He sadly passed away from brain cancer completely unrelated from anything else like that like i'm a member of a lot of scrubs groups online and they had like a fundraising page for him and stuff like that to help try and pay for his care and he sadly has got a child that i don't even think is a year old yet oh that's Um, a real shame shame. it it was a real like struggle for him so that's really sad he is the nephew of christopher lloyd as well from back to the future oh really yeah um but sam lloyd played uh, the same character across a few different shows and stuff as well like and he had a band and everything like that is it it is a real sad loss for the community yeah no what what a shame man that's uh what a shame yeah. that's uh, that's all that i remember seeing in the headlines um maybe there have been a few others but this is all that I know, so we can move on to some brighter notes now. Let's bridge the gap a little bit, because I'll uh, start to lighten it up before we just hit trailers. You mentioned Back to the Future. I was watching, you know mm-hmm. the whole, you know the Google search results quiz uh, yeah. qu- interviews that they do? Elijah yeah, yeah. Wood did one, and I had no idea he was in Back to the Future. It's like, yeah, he plays one of the kids in the diner playing on the arcade game. Yeah, I, it really shocked me. <laughs> like, I was like, "What?" And then when I watched it back, I was like, "Oh yeah, that that is that is Elijah Wood." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was something that people just seem to forget for a long time because, like, he was in that long before like he was a big name actor and stuff like that. Mm. So like, it it was like people had to like go back and oh yeah, Elijah Wood was in that. 
crazy yeah. thing. Crazy thing. Yeah. So now we can then bridge that fully into trailers. So do you want to get yeah. us started on trailers that's come out over yeah. the last few weeks, Chris? So the first one I've got on the list uh, was King of Staten Island. This is sort of like a drama comedy featuring Pete Davidson from Saturday Night Live and a few other comedy films playing a guy like struggling in his 20s sort of like a weird addict tattoo artist dealing with the death of his father and trying to find his place in the world have you seen the trailer for this yeah i have yeah it kind of riffs a little bit on pete davidson's actual life because wasn't his dad an actual firefighter that i believe so yeah i did unfortunately not to not to shit on it but i mean i did (laughs) see a bit of controversy in the comments section for this trailer Okay, hit me with that. uh, Well, I mean, let me uh, see whether I can pull it up really You read the comments on stuff like this a lot more than I do. I tend to stay away from YouTube comment sections. Yeah, I think it's a little bit less less toxic than what it was when I first read it. Um, But it does talk about how it's basically... Well, it says here, so this is basically what Pete's life would have been if he didn't become a comedian or an actor. They always say, write what you know, don't they? So, yeah. like, playing a character that you can relate to so closely will probably get a better performance out of him. Yeah. And to be honest, this did look like probably the best thing he's ever been in, to be honest. Yeah, to be fair, Like, I don't think he's good. a great actor. He's a good comedian. It's being directed by Judd Apatow as well, isn't it? Uh, I believe so. I mean, it's got good comedic chops behind it. He's also in The Suicide Squad when that eventually comes out. He is in that. I, I think he's going to be on, like... The the rumored team that dies in the first mission in the first five minutes of the film because <laughs> I think he's playing some like bizarre like fucking eighties pseudo hero villain that nobody knows exists. Yeah, there's a bunch of real weird. Yeah, yeah a bunch of real weird heroes or anti heroes villains. Yeah, in this, yeah. Isn't there? it's so. um, James Gunn's finest. He's literally just gone into his old comic book collections and been like, who's a weird fucking character? Everything James Gunn tends to do is pretty good, so we can hope that this will be yeah. pretty good as well. I, I'm still hoping for the Ice Cream or I Scream X Men standalone film. Yeah. Unhinged. You sent me this one. Yeah, so I was quite surprised at this because. Russell Crowe, let's face it, he's one of those actors that sometimes you'll see a film that he's in and you'll be a little bit like, hmm, maybe. I mean, what was the last big thing he was in? Was it The Mummy? <sighs> that was the last like major thing, I think. Yeah, the last kind of popular. He, he's film. been in plenty of stuff after that, but that's like the, the last headline shaker. Anyway. Yeah, so I thought this was really cool because it's got horror vibes, but not quite horror. It's more like a thrill, suspenseful thriller, which is obviously, if you know me, that's my favourite kind of film because I love, <laughs> I love a bit of good suspense. But yeah, it looks pretty sick. Like I like, I mean, the trailer does pretty much give away everything that happens in the film, but yeah. I think it's going to be more about seeing how those events develop and kind of seeing this uh, guy who has a a car crash and he just wants to you know he's just gone through a real shitty time and he just wants the woman to apologize and she won't it's like <laughs> what seems like falling down turned up to 11 doesn't it yeah it's been a while since we've had something like this i guess where it's a bit like that falling down-esque so hey if it gives us the modern equivalent of that then yeah i'm all I'm all for it just think maybe this is like a secret dark universe film where he's playing dr jackal again because <laughs> <laughs> really he literally not. does just take a turn doesn't it yeah yeah i really <laughs> no. hope not but i think no it's think, definitely not that's definitely just a joke i think this older russell crow yeah i think it's going to be a good I think he's really going to kind of. I've got a good feeling, Chris. I've got a good feeling okay. that he's gonna he's gonna Mate, do well in this. Keep those good vibes. Keep it. I like that. I wanted to drop a quick mention to Shirley. So this is the new sort of like indie thriller film that seems to be coming out this year. Start. Oh, I believe it's this year, starring Elizabeth Moss, who was in a Mad Men and The Invisible Man. I got all the mans and men's mixed up. Then <laughs> she plays a horror writer. And they basically, her and her husband, a bit eccentric, a bit weird, and they take in a young, struggling couple to let them stay for a few weeks. And there seems to be some sort of, like, psychological manipulation and stuff like that, trying to get concepts for a new book type thing. So it it seems pretty interesting. It seems pretty dark and weird. 
I'm I'm down, man. Like I said, it's a bit more of an indie film, so I don't know how the release is going to work for, yeah, especially recently. But I mi- I missed who was putting it out, but it looked sort of like that A twenty four sort of film. Yeah, defo. Uh, next up on the list is Da Five Bloods from Spike Lee. Uh, oh yeah, dropping on Netflix June twelfth, which is pretty sick. Yeah. Do you want to give us a quick rundown of what you think the story might be? Yeah, so it's a it's like a crew of African-American guys that were fighting in the Vietnam War, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And it kind of goes between the present day and back then. Uh, and I think what you've got Chadwick Boseman in this, you've got a pretty good cast list and it's Spike Lee. So if you enjoyed The Black Klansman and stuff like that, that like, it's a wicked film then this yeah. is going to be wicked anyway. Uh, it, it's got a really good vibes from the trailer, uh, and I think that it, it's following their story and them recovering some gold. And It, lo- it looks fun. It looks really fun. And I reckon yeah. on Netflix, it's accessible, and I think it's going to get a good good reaction. So that's dropping on June 12th, and like Spike Lee, I don't think, has ever put out a dud film, to be honest. Yeah. It looks great. And I really like the way that everything that was like, happening in the past is all shot in like 8mm. So it all looks like footage that press people got. Like they, they did send reporters out in the field in Vietnam to get loads of footage and stuff like that. It feels feels very much like found footage type thing. Yeah, it's a really nice aesthetic cutting between the present and the past. Next up is Snowpiercer, which is out by the time that we've released this episode but it's the reboot tv series for netflix based off the film snowpiercer with chris evans in it yes yeah, so this is airing i think on tnt maybe in the u.s um it's airing on netflix in most of the rest of the world so i, I didn't realize this was coming out so soon as well i thought it was a while off no um, but yeah, it's, it's not people have already watched it in the u.s yeah, and I think the feelings of the first episode have been a little bit icy. Uh, I think it is pretty <laughs> much a kind of shot-for-shot reboot of the film. Have you seen, yeah. you've seen the Snowpiercer film, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about it a lot on the Parasite episode. Like, I think it's a great film, and Bong Joon-ho is linked to this series. Yeah. So I don't think it's going to be bad. I think maybe it's just... The first episode might not have hit the same way that it, the film hit people. So this seems to be exploring more about other people on the train as well, not just the people from the back revolting. It seems to be intercutting with more stories from further on in the train. Yeah, because in the film, I uh, probably tried to avoid spoilers because it's going to be yeah. what happens in the Netflix show. So yeah. we wouldn't want someone watching the Netflix show to have not seen the film and then get spoiled for something for the film that happens later on in the show. So yeah. yeah. In the film, the way it works is it heavily focuses on the the poverty end of the train, basically, doesn't it? And then you start mm-hmm. to discover stuff as you move through, where I think this is a bit more split down the middle, as you said, where you're following the two narratives a little bit more closely, which I suppose for a TV series, you probably need that to keep the interest going, I suppose, don't you? Yeah, definitely. And I mean, like it looks like one of the stories that it's following is jennifer connelly which is a fantastic actress so yeah cool yeah just I, i'm down for that well hopefully it's uh a bit better as it moves on than, yeah it uh, might have just been a bit say. of a shaky first episode maybe and then the final trailer chris is a highly anticipated film from none other than chris nolan himself christopher nolan he, do- he doesn't take any of that chris bollocks no it's just christopher the no lun jund <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't know where you were going with that one i couldn't save you i, would deny. I couldn't I save would deny. you fucking hell right anyway there's a new trailer for tenet which is absolutely oh. awesome this film so sick it's asking more questions it's leaving us with more things to wonder about what is happening in this film what is the time travel element what is going on world war three you say what is happening <laughs> so i think this trailer answered a few of the questions that were left from the first trailer but then just left us with the even more questions you kind of understand like the time travel a little bit more and like it's sort of localized within this like authority and all that sort of stuff and like how it's not necessarily time travel it's inversion so you just sort of like rewinded time and stuff like that which is pretty cool yeah but like you're just left with more questions just like 
wait, what the fuck's actually going on? <laughs> yeah, literally. And I remember people thinking that when the trailer for Inception was coming out as well. I can't really remember when... Inception's like one of those films where I don't quite remember trailers for it. I remember trailers for things like Interstellar and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But holy moly, man. The cast in this film is going to be wicked. And we've got Robert Pattinson... Justin Robert Pattinson. Exactly. Doing a little bit before we get him in the Batman next year, which will be nice. Get flex yeah. a little bit of his acting chops, you know. The cast seems to be great in this. Like you got Kenneth Branner, I didn't even know he was in this. He seems to be doing a bit of a Russian accent as well by the looks of it. Yeah. He's cool. I cannot remember the girl's name for the life of me now. It's really bugging me now. <laughs> Well, as I talk, um, Chris, you might be able to Google that and find out what's going on. I am doing. If I continue I to entertain doing. our listeners with um, long um, and erms and more erms because we can Elizabeth get... Debicki. Go watch the Tenet trailer. It looks really good. It makes no sense, but it's going to be an amazing film when it comes out. And it's still on track for a theatrical release. It is at the moment. So I think that was a big part of the, this trailer I said to you before we started recording. Like the fact that they highlight so much throughout the film, like how cinematic, like they point out the Dark Knight trilogy, Inception, Interstellar, Dunkirk, like all these epic blockbuster films that everyone says when you see them, you need to see it in the cinema in IMAX. Yeah. And then they're just there, like, this film's coming out and it's coming out in theaters. Yes. It's so good. I don't think yeah. you wouldn't have a film from Christopher Nolan come out in anything but a cinema in the best format. No, I, so. I wouldn't want it any other way. But it's interesting, though, because you think that if they put a new trailer out, you think that this would be the time to communicate if it's been delayed or not. So yeah. hopefully, you know, as we start to come out of this, so, you know, touch wood that we come out of this pandemic that we might be able to go to the cinema and watch Tenet and socially distance Indeed. as we do, Chris. So Yeah, we won't be able to nudge each other when something cool happens. Like We'll just sort of have to stare down the aisle at each other. I wonder if that'll mean that you're, it's like a lot harder to get cinema tickets because you're only going to be able to have like half the amount of people in the, a cinema yeah, screen. Yeah, probably. It's like the cinema near us. It doesn't have like big screens. It's all the recliner chairs, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but so. true, but at least you're at least two metres away from the people in front of you. <laughs> yeah true because those seats are split in two you can put the armrest up can't you so it's just like this one is available the one next to it's not this no. one's available one next to it's not you can recline and you know fall yeah. asleep if the film's no good you're not so uncomfortable <laughs> what, what's the worst film you've ever seen in the cinema chris have you ever walked out of a cinema uh, I've never walked out because you've spent bloody money on it. The worst thing, oh, I think, oh, I'll, I'll uh, tell you. Um, Jack and Jill <laughs> Witch Hunters might be the worst one that I remember seeing, and I saw that with you. I yeah. remember we were just making jokes the entire way through it because it was so bad. Yeah, I can't. I, d I tend not to go watch crap films. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> I wait for them to come out at home and then I watch them. He makes sure free. he reads lots of Rotten Tomatoes and metacritic reviews and you can normally tell when the film's going to be shoddy me and my girlfriend went and watched the fifth estate with benedict cumberbatch it's all about wikileaks Ooh, and i made it through if you've seen the film it's the bit where they end up in berlin so if you've seen the film that gives you a bit of an idea but yeah i walked out i was like i've run out of popcorn because i've been eating because i was bored i've run out of drink because i've been drinking it because i was bored i was one of those guys chris and i checked my phone during the film wow. just because it was that boring and i know how much that pisses you off when people use oh, the phone in the cinema man i hate it that hate, says yeah. something oh it really really grinds my gears when people talk. was it yours or your girlfriend's decision to leave were you just sort of looking at each other just like are we gonna stay for this yeah it was like one of those things and i just kind of leant over and i was like are you enjoying this? And she was like, not really. And I was like, well, let's go. <laughs> I was like, rather than sitting here and watching this, I was like, wow. is that an out? It sounds like an out to me. Let's get out of here. I think other than that, the only other bad film that I've seen in the cinema might be Silent Hill Retaliation. Nah, or Revolution, whatever the fuck it was called. The second Silent Hill film that didn't need to be made. That wasn't the one that I came and watched with you, was it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. There's only two Silent Hill films. Oh, oh well. I'll walk out of any horror film, Chris. You don't have to tell me. <laughs> so, I mean, speaking of bad films, uh, Justice League. 
<laughs> That's a fucking segue. That's a fucking segue. <laughs> <that. laughs> Just got the award for the best segue on Get Real today. It's only taken me I'll 26 episodes. We're getting good at segues now, guys. Doing right, this yeah, podcast Justice business. League. Okay, so if anybody's been living under a rock for the past few days, Zack Snyder did a rewatch party, which everyone's doing nowadays for Man of Steel with his wife. And they had guest star Henry Cavill came in. They were watching it with a bunch of fans and stuff like that. And then at the end, they did a Q&A and stuff like that, asking questions about like the DCU in general and especially Man of Steel. And then somebody was like, okay, it's time to ask the big question. I don't know if they were planted or whether they just thought it was like, right, okay, I've got my chance to ask Zack Snyder this. So I'm They're gonna ask a bloody anyway. HBO or Zack Snyder's PA <laughs> or something that were on there. Probably. We're like, right, we're going to make sure, we're going to put a feeler out and then make sure nobody asks about the Snyder Cut before you do it. So then when you do it, I'm ready to answer it and then we can get the thing up on the screen and then be like, the Snyder Cut's happening. And then... Yeah, because I think if it was just normal fans, the first question he would have got asked as soon as the film ended, before they asked anything about Man of Steel, they would have just been like, when's the Snyder Cut happening? (laughs) Yeah, literally. Yeah, he announced it. It's a thing. There's a trailer out there, which is pretty much a recut of the trailers that we saw last time with a bit more black suit Superman in. Yeah, they've just kind of rekeyed his suit, I reckon. For yeah. this. and you know, just to just to get a little bit of hype going. Well, um, well, no, they they were actually shots that we've actually seen set photos of him wearing the black suit, so I th- we knew that was shot. And this is where he actually doesn't have a mustache, right? So yeah. it's full on. You know, you don't have to worry. Don't have to go so, in and think. Do I have to see that horrible, horrible uh, upper lip uh, again? Uh, it's just the uncanny valley. It's like it's mm. like we were talking about the the CGI in Rogue One, the de aging. It's the top lip again. It just it can destroy a human face so easily. Yeah, literally. literally. How did you feel about the original Justice League, Chris? I left the cinema thinking that was fine, and it wasn't anything more than fine. And I think with the MCU doing so well and I am more of a DC fan when it comes to comic books like I had such hope for this film and it came out after Wonder Woman didn't it yes we had Dawn of Justice then we had Wonder Woman then we had Justice League wasn't it yes correct I Wonder Woman was fantastic and I went into it with such high hopes I was let down I was like it was fine it shouldn't be fine a film like that should not be fine it should blow your goddamn mind so how's your opinion changed of it since when you first watched it in the cinema to now on the original justice league to be honest i don't think i've watched it since then nope i (laughs) I saw it in the cinema once i don't even own it on blu-ray so i was looking through my blu-rays before we started doing this because like i buy every film that i like i buy a physical copy of and i don't have it See, I work next to a HMV, which is a popular media outlet in the UK. So whenever something gets released, you have that immediate urge to go out and buy it. So I do have Justice League, but whilst you entertain, I'm going to quickly check whether I've actually opened it, like actually (laughs) broke the seal on it. I'll just be two secs. I'm just going to lean it. When we first heard rumours of the Snyder Cut and stuff coming out and everything like that, I was like... It seemed to be like everyone was sort of leading us in the direction of thinking that there was like a final cut of the film there. Even if it wasn't like that different, there was a different version of it there waiting. And people were saying like there's going to be versions with like animatics in it and stuff like that. I think it was Kevin Smith that said that it'd have like storyboards and animatics in there to fill in the blanks of what wasn't shot and stuff like that. Do you know what? If they've got a version, take out the animatics and put it out online now. Like, while we're in lockdown, just do it, like, because rumours started to circulate again with loads of films being put online and stuff like that. Yeah. So I was like, right, if they've got it, just do it. Like, it'll shut everybody up. If it's better, it's better, it's fine. But now it's going to be a... At the the moment, the rumours are it's going to be a four-hour film or maybe a six-part, one-hour series. Yeah. Sort of like how they retooled the extended cut of The Hateful Eight into an eight-part series Mm. for Netflix. So this has been opened. I think it has been played because there was fingerprints on the actual disc. So 
I did rewatch it at some point, but it was that forgettable that I probably haven't uh, remembered it. <laughs> so, I mean, the good things about the original Justice League, and we say the original because we're getting the alternative cut, but we did get the introduction of Aquaman, Cyborg, and the Flash in there, which was mm-hmm. all fine. But obviously, this film did have its faults. And it, yeah. <laughs> there's a bright red sticker on this uh, Blu ray, Chris, that says, includes bonus scenes not seen in the cinema. <laughs> that's very ironic because everybody was asking about it yeah like i think the cast is fantastic what they set the groundwork for could have been great it could have been amazing like i don't think there's a single weak part of this cast to be fair i think they're all really well cast and yeah. we've seen we've seen from the other standalone films the only ones that we haven't seen much of is cyborg and the flash the big problem that they had in terms of the cast was the direction of the cast Things that just kind of ruined it for people, like the Ezra Miller run, like whoever told him to run like that for that particular version. But yeah, I mean, we're here not to talk about the past, Chris. We're here to move things on and talk about the future. (laughs) So as you've already said, as a quick recap, it's going to be on HBO Max in 2021. As you've just said, that it's going to be either a four-hour director's cut or a mini-series with about around six chapters um, yeah. which of the two would you rather see judging by what Zack Snyder said his overarching story is maybe the six part series because I think that because ju- his version of Justice League was meant to be the first part of a trilogy so I think a six part series because I think the bigger thing that we haven't said yet as well is they are putting 20 million dollars plus into this to finish it they're doing reshoots they're doing additional dialogue replacement ADR they're getting all as much of the same crew as they can on it to redo the effects and redo anything like that, uh, redo the score as well. So, like, this is essentially going to be a new film. Zack Snyder said we've only seen a quarter of what's been made of his footage. Only a quarter of that made it into the final version of the film. So I reckon a six-part series would do better. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's mad that we're going to have that much in there for a six-part series. Like, that's a bit crazy. But well, I suppose you when normally you think, think most it, films they normally shoot three times as much as you see, and mm. then that's all left on the cutting room floor. Mm. Thirty million's not a huge amount when you think about it, though. In, no. in comparison to how much this film costs to make in the first place, considering that you're going to add an extra two hours, which is like another film, let's let's just speculate an extra two hours into there. We're saying that we've seen a quarter of what he shot. So if you say like a quarter of the runtime is what it was like two hours, two and a half hours, was it? So you've got like near enough an hour there already. So he's got four hours there already, so they need to shoot an extra two hours, yeah. What I read is that they weren't actually coming back to shoot more stuff. I think it's up in the air at the moment. They're trying to figure out if they can get the entire cast back to do reshoots. Because we haven't heard much from Ben Affleck yet. No, because the talk was is that they're getting the crew back together to cut footage with a different score with finished visual effects and additional dialogue. All it says is additional dialogue from the actors to fill in gaps. doesn't say anything about people coming back for reshoots or anything like that. And it's always been release the Snyder Cut, not make the Snyder Cut. You know what I mean? So maybe yeah, it's... Yeah, uh, but, but now like it seems like they are making the Snyder Cut. That's why it's going to take an extra year to do as well. Yeah, I think everyone's got quite excited but I think maybe we should just realign expectations to to, yeah. to remember that some of the stuff in that film was still Snyder. Like you have to, yeah. like some of it was still shot by him because he was in the credits at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, but there are lots of things that got cut out. So, in terms of this, Zack Snyder, if you're not on Vero, which I don't think anybody really is. Um, except for Zack Snyder it's his literally his social media account is that whole entire platform but yeah yeah, he he's been dropping stuff for quite a while so I went back into the memory banks and had a little look and big old things like Ryan Choi aka The Atom was teased as a director of something or other for Star Labs you had Martian Manhunter in there, mm-hmm. uh, which is actually a thing. Harry J. Lennox was 
uh, going to be the Martian Manhunter for this, apparently, according to Zack Snyder. And he's also teased that on Twitter as well. He was in Man of Steel, wasn't he? And it was meant to be revealed that he was uh, John Jones. Yep. Uh, you've yeah. also got the Green Lantern. You was meant to get more of a look at that. The biggest one is Dark Side was meant to feature a lot heavier in this film, wasn't he? This is why I'm saying maybe like a six-part thing, because what he said that is going to be in this version of the film seems crazy trying to fit all that in. So you've got a bit of a conflict between Darkseid and Steppenwolf. It's meant to obviously leave on a cliffhanger for like the third uh, to start a trilogy. So this was going to take a lot of time to discuss the previous times that Darkseid tried to invade the Earth as well. So we got that one scene in the final version, didn't we? Mm. In the theatrical version where we got a Green Lantern in there, but we didn't see who it was. The fact that he's meant to introduce two new characters in this as well, which weren't meant to have many scenes. He has said that they're not meant to be in it very much, but it's meant to key them up for the second and third film. Like, yeah. You know that scene where um, we saw someone essentially floating down and talking to Alfred, and yeah. that got... Uh, that was turned into being uh, Superman. Yeah. That was originally meant to be Green Lantern. So mm. could the rumours be true that maybe Army Hammer was cast in the role? Because that was the leading rumour, wasn't it? Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. But the other thing is, obviously, we had the Joe Manganello death stroke at the end of this film, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, the extended... He teased out on Twitter the original end credit scene with mm-hmm. an emoji of two cross swords, a bat, and a skull, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So maybe we saw the maybe that batman uh remember that the batman reveal that ben affleck first did of deathstroke walking off yeah of yeah leaving the Ooh, yeah. yeah that'd be yeah. pretty sick and then seeing a bit of a fight i th- i just hope it's good i just hope it's not doing what rise of skywalker did that's what kind of scares me a little bit like trying to just shove all this fan service into there you know what i mean I don't want it to be that. I want it to be its own thing. I want it to be thought out. I want it to be what we would have originally had, hopefully. That's why I feel like a six-part series might give it more time to flesh stuff out instead of it just being a load of stuff chucked at the screen. Mm. I'm so excited to see more Darkseid. If we get to see a full version of Darkseid, like in the trailer that we've got, we've got the Flash running away from Darkseid's Omega Beams and they're doing the awesome, like, zigzag. Like, they are keeping up with the Flash. Like, so we're definitely getting some version of Darkseid Well, have you not this. seen the the actual CGI renders of Darkseid from this film? Uh, I've seen a couple of them, but they've not really been, like, the best versions that I've seen of them. Yeah, so in the flashback, you've not got Darkseid as we've, like, seen him in, like, Injustice and in the comics and stuff. He's more like a warrior Darkseid because his actual real name is... Is it Ukas? Uzas? I don't know that one. Yeah, so his actual <laughs> real name isn't Darkseid. He's actually known as something else as his real name. Um, yeah. But Zack Snyder teased a photo that was captioned I'm just going to say Darkseid instead of his actual name. Darkseid clearing the Defenders of Earth from the anti-life equation. There's a photo of him fighting on that original battle scene. There's another one of him, which just is him like shouting. There's one of him stood in front of all those landing craft as they land down that we saw uh, in the flashback. There's a photo of Gal Gadot doing ADR in front of a screen that has Darkseid on it, saying that time in January 2017 when Diana came face-to-face with Darkseid for the first time. Like, I want to find this whoa, image now. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I don't think it's... sick. It's going to be sick. Like, if it's that, and if it's in a six-part series, but it's got that cinematic feel to it, it's it's cool. Oh, yeah, that's like a, a previous version of it, wasn't it? Go check out his Vero if you want to look at more. Like, there's there's a lot of shit on there that you can go and have a little look at. Like you mentioned last week, I really hope it's not a case of people have asked for this for a long time and even the actors and stuff have hyped it up. If it's bad, it's going to really, really dis- dishearten the fandom around DC films, even I, more I than think... what it already was. I think HBO putting the money towards it. They're obviously owned by Warner Brothers. I think Warner Brothers now know like the fact that they've 
said that they're going to do it and they're going to actually put money towards it, I think they know that they can't put out a subpar product at this point. I think that's why we have to wait from 2021. Well, let's hope they've learned from the uh, the last season of Game of Thrones then. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, yeah. So it's meant to launch sometime 2021, as you said, on HBO Max. We will eagerly anticipate, and if this podcast is still around then when we, which we hope it will be, uh, we will probably talk heavily about this. And oh, we definitely. Will... I think we'll probably do a Justice League episode before it maybe maybe we do a two-part we do the original and then the snyder cut yeah Oof. or just one together one big episode together comparing the differences yeah maybe that's going to be a, a fat episode my though. my question to you about this as well is if it's good and it is received well could you see them trying to course correct again back into this version of the dceu you mean like you then disregard the original justice league possibly you then th- now yeah, well there, there is a report out saying that it's either Zack snyder or hbo have said this will not get sequels and this will not re- replace the dceu but what if it's just absolutely fucking shit hot and people uh, fans demand it we've seen what happens when fans demand it the other problem that you've got is that you've you it probably doesn't link in but you've got James Gunn doing Suicide Squad, which will mm-hmm. probably be pretty separate anyway. But then you've also got Aquaman, and then you're going to have Wonder Woman 84. But if you have anything in Wonder Woman 84 that contradicts anything that happens in the Snyder Cut, then I don't know. I quite like the idea of just having alternative cuts. The one thing I don't want these to become is whenever a film is shit that they release an alternative cut and then everyone's happy. I don't want things to have to have an alternative cut anyway. Because then, if you you allow alternative cuts to become acceptable, you then allow the problem of a bad film to become more acceptable because then you could believe that they may just hashtag release the Snyder Cut it. So, whilst we're on the topic of that... Do you reckon this paves the way for future alternative cuts? I think this ties into a bit of what we said on the Rogue One episode. Studios seem to be meddling with films a lot. And like normally you don't hear anything about it. It's only obviously these big blockbuster films which have such a huge fan base waiting for them and stuff like that. And everything's leaking about it. Like Fantastic Four, like Fanforstic, like... Uh, who was it was it Colin Trevorrow was on that and like he says like that version of the film is not what I wanted to make it's not what I shot it got butchered and reshot sorry Josh Trank Josh Trank yeah 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 yeah. apparently there's a good version of that on the cutting room floor somewhere like but nobody's protesting to see it because people didn't really want that film in the first place and then when everybody saw it everyone was like we don't want this film it looks bad and then like when it came out it was even worse the reason this one is so heavily been fought for is because Zack Snyder's got his own fan base anyway people like the Zack Snyder style a lot of people hate it a lot of people love it we know that most of what we saw on the screen wasn't the original version obviously with obviously the sad family tragedy and then Joss Whedon coming in and we know that he reshot at least half the film Zack Snyder's now saying it was like three quarters of the film I think that's why it was so heavily pushed for. I don't think this should become a thing regularly in the future. We've seen it in the past with like Blade Runner, the original Blade Runner. It had the original theatrical cut where they changed it. They didn't like quite how it was, so they wanted it to be a bit more noiry. They had like a, a voiceover to it, like Deckard did a voiceover and it was more of a noir like detective film. And then you had another cut of it, and then you had the director's cut as well. So you've got three different versions of that film out there, and that one kept getting messed with, but it seemed to be messed with for the better every time. I don't know. So I feel do you, like yeah, it's... so I mean, do you reckon that this now pushes that over the edge where it's like... We're not talking like a black and white version of the film. We're not talking a, a re-edited visually. We're talking a completely different story re-edit. We're talking different characters are going to be in there. So let, the other example of this is what's going around a lot is the air cut of Suicide Squad, where it had <laughs> all the 
it's it's serious, man. And he's entertaining yeah, I, I've it as seen well. People, I've seen people saying it online, but most of the time when I've seen people talk about it, it's been a joke. But I don't think that film was great to begin with. It seems like most of what we lost was the Joker, and the Joker was the worst part of that film. So do we want that version? I don't think we do. The only time we should get stuff like this is if the director pushes for it themselves. Like, there's a better version of this film out there, but this is the one that the studio made me put out there. I think that's the only time this should be acceptable. It's I think. kind of the same thing for the for Suicide Squad, though, because he is... I've seen all the stuff he's been putting on Twitter, and he's been really going ham on it. He's been, yeah. like, retweeting fans, and he's been, like, talking about stuff and retweeting images and fan-made posters and all that sort of stuff. And, and, he's, and a lot of it has been about the Joker and a lot of the screenshots of the stuff from the trailer that we didn't get and he's like really entertaining that idea and when you think about the cut of the film that ended up coming out it wasn't his edit it was the it was a trailer house that cut it together wasn't it so yeah in the end yeah which is a very similar thing so i suppose is what you got with justice league in a way because that was cut by somebody else and someone came on to do reshoots and the story was different but it was I, i don't know man it's an interesting one because if the Snyder Cut does really well, then do they reassess that? Because it's then acceptable within the brand of DC to go back and do the Aya Cut of the Director's Cut of the Suicide Squad. It, it's an interesting one. I, I, but it's a scary thing at the same time because I don't know whether I'd want to see this become a trend or whether it's just a one and done for just to No, say- I think the only times we should ever, ever see this is very sparingly and if the final product is better justice league has a chance to be better than what we saw in the cinema it it wouldn't be hard to make a better film than what we saw in the cinema would it the example i gave about blade runner i think uh, personally the director's cut is the better version i know people out there that think the original like narrated version is better because that's the type of film they like they like film noir films but I don't think that even if they put out the extended AIR version, I don't think it would be that much better. And I think it would be better, but I don't think it would be earth-shatteringly better. Whereas this Justice League one, like that David Ayer one, he still shot everything himself and he still got the final say on a lot of stuff. It wasn't his final edit of the film. That's right. You need to think the Snyder cut of this film, like we saw a quarter of what his vision for this was. Because it basically wasn't his film. He got credited for it, but I don't think... It it was like he wrote the first draft of the script and then they brought somebody else on to do rewrites and rewrites and rewrites. I would hate to see this become commonplace. I think the lesson that needs to be learned from this is for studios to leave directors alone. It's what I said on the last episode. If you hire a creative with a very distinctive style and with a vision for the project and you clearly trust them enough to hire them then leave them to it. Don't then start messing about because people in suits that don't actually make films like decided something. Interesting. It's an interesting take on it. I mean, I would probably, at the same time, because I'm a bit on the fence, so I've already said the reason why I probably wouldn't want to see it because I wouldn't want it to be acceptable to give studios a second chance. I know that sounds really harsh, but... They should get it right the first time. Well, yeah, if they're taking your money, going to the cinema is not cheap anymore. If they're taking your money, they should give you the best product that you can get. You wouldn't pay to get your house roofed and it's only like half the roof that you wanted and the other half is thatched. Like, you'd kick off, wouldn't you? I think the best analogy is like the Edgar Wright version of Ant-Man that's out there as well. Like, because he shot a lot of that film before he left it. Like, I don't think there's time or purpose to go back and get Edgar Wright to reshoot the other half of that film. Like, I would have loved to see it, but I don't think it's worth it. I suppose, on the other hand, that when a movie is in production, you will always have alternative takes and alternative things be done, particularly if there's a film where they're not too sure how they actually want it to end. They may film a couple of different endings or a couple of different plot lines. Like, it might... Like, there might be a fork in the road in the script, you know what I mean? So, in which case, I would perhaps like to see alternative cuts, because it would almost be like an Elseworlds thing, I suppose, or like a like a Legends thing. Do you get what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I think that's what bonus features are for, aren't they? 
as we saw with like The Last Jedi and, well, let's say The Rise of Skywalker anyway, they're very limited. And in The Rise of Skywalker's case, there's none. There's no deleted scenes. That's because the other version of that film never actually got made. It was just a script, wasn't it? So if you did have to remake certain films or if you did have to see alternative cuts <laughs> for films... I think it probably goes without saying, like, we would both be very interested to see this for The Rise of Skywalker, to have Duel of the Fates redone, like, to actually in see a, In that a dream a world, yeah. It would never happen, but I would like to see that as a hashtag release the Duel of Fates cut. Would you like to see a better version of The Fifth Estate? Would you? <laughs> uh, no, because, yeah, I, I don't think it could get better. <laughs> that was shite, honestly. Like, if you if you enjoyed that film and you were into that, more power to you. But honestly, that was... You're entitled sh- to your opinion. Sh- you're entitled to, as we established on the last episode, it's you're wrong. entitled it's to fine. your opinion, even if it's wrong. So there you go. <laughs> However, yeah, I would I would like to see this alternative cut for The Rise of Skywalker because, again, a bit like the Snyder cut, it's probably got room to... Well, it is a completely different film, I suppose. So if we was to say this, it would just be a completely different ending. Yeah, but yeah the it, way, it would be Duel of the Fates, not Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, but I suppose the way you've got to look at it, if you imagine as like a puzzle piece as the Skywalker saga you're essentially got two puzzle pieces that fit into the same slot and you could yeah. you could choose them whether you put that there or not. It's a tough one, isn't it? We'll have to see what happens with the Snyder cut to see that. So is there anything else that you'd want to see as an alternative cut at all? Do you mean any other film that I would like to see an alternate cut of or anything that I want to see in this alternate cut? Any film. So what would you like to be <sighs> remade? Oh, jeez, man. Oh, man. Oh, there you put me on the spot here. Um... Oh, God, I don't, I don't know. Oh, jeez. Well, we'd obviously like to see a fan stick remake. The cast was good. They were just given trash to work with. Michael B. Jordan, Miles Teller, Jamie Bell, and Kate Mara. Fantastic cast. Like, they are each in their own right good actors and actresses. Like, they're great. But they were just given trash to work with and an even trasher recut and everything like that. Like, if you could take those guys and put them into a complete like put those guys in the mcu and yeah we'll watch that film any day of the week make a different version of that film set in the mcu then it's fine yeah i think we're just ready for a new fantastic four and the only reason that film was ever made was to keep the rights like it was it was not made for the right intentions in the first place and if you're going into something just to turn money and to keep hold of a franchise you're not doing it for the right reasons there's no care there for it and to be honest, we want to see the John Krasinski and Emily Blunt Fantastic Four anyway. I, I do think that's a good cast. It? Like, <laughs> it, it's a bit over said now. Like, yeah, we get it. Like, that's what people want. But yeah, it would be it would be good. Anyone else you cast as big shoes to fill. Like, yeah. That's people's expectations. Because even that comic that was released where it literally looks like John Krasinski, it's like yeah. they want him to do it. Maybe he's already yeah. signed up. We will know well, in the future, Chris. It's like when they relaunched the Ultimates in the uh, Marvel comics and they made uh, Nick Fury look like Samuel Jackson. Yeah. We really would love a version of Samuel Jackson doing this and then like 10 years later they're like, right, we're actually making films. Should we get Samuel Jackson in? <laughs> the other ones I probably want to see, which we've spoken about recently, um, is probably the original version of Rogue One. The Gareth Edwards cut of Rogue One, I would want to see. Yeah. And the Lord and Miller version of Solo. I'd probably like yeah. to see both of them as well. Like in a dream world, directors would be left to do what they were going to do and it would be fine. Like, Ant-Man, I don't think, is a great MCU film. I don't think it's a great comic book film, to be honest. Like, it, it, it's good, it's serviceable, and it is funny, but I think the Edgar Wright version would have been so much better. I think studios just tend to get cold feet now more than ever. People are more yeah. critical, more than they've ever been. If you were in the studio's shoes and you had something where you've invested quarter of a billion dollars into it and you know you are not sure whether this is going to land, then you probably do make a decision there. You don't wait and see. It's not that sort of industry. So I, I, think, I think the big issue is as well, because these films do get leaked and stuff like that and there's a big sort of culture like if it's going to get leaked then people might not go to see it as much and it'll affect uh, like the numbers and stuff like that films used to do test screenings 
Like, get a test audience in to, like, watch a film. Like, we heard that with Wonder Woman. Test screenings went in and they loved it, so they released that version. Deadpool, like, it happened te- with as well. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you send in a test audience and they don't react well to it, like they did with the recut of New Mutants, they're like, okay, test audience don't like it. They prefer the original version. Let's cut around the original version. But they don't want things to leak, so they're scared to get a test audience in. Just get a test audience in. If if you, like, put so much money into it, it's going to cost half your budget again then to go course correct and reshoot half the film with the new director. Like, it doesn't really cost you any money to get a test audience in because people will go to that for free. It's normally the family of the people that work on the film. So get them in. If people react well to it, keep going with what you're doing. If people don't like it, that's when you spend the money in course correct. It feels like a simple solution that they're just not doing so that it doesn't get leaked online. Let us know what you think about alternative cuts let us know your thoughts about the snyder cut are you excited is this something that you wanted were you on twitter protesting with your (laughs) virtual billboard shouting hashtag release the snyder cut yeah what's the one thing that you're most excited to see in the snyder cut like i want to see so much green lantern i love green lantern i think it's going to be a real interesting time when that comes to coming out but Mm -hmm. we are a whole 12 months away yet a time hopefully pandemic free and we can be back to normal (laughs) so that wraps us up for another week uh make sure you check us out across all of our social medias make sure you subscribed hit us up facebook twitter instagram at get real pod and you can hook us up on email if you want to be og you can get to us on get real pod uk at gmail.com and you can get the podcast anywhere you listen to them. So Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, any sort of thing like that. Don't forget to leave us a rate and review. It helps us so much. Share us with a friend. Uh, follow the podcast so you stay up to date whenever anything goes live. Uh, we're also live on YouTube as well. So if you want to put that on in the background when you're online as well, just do that. There will be video content coming there soon, but obviously pandemic, me and Sam can't get together to do anything like that. But in the future... And also check out the little video that we popped on our socials on YouTube as well, which is a little thank you. And you get to see our faces and see what we actually look like and how similar we actually look. <laughs> we are I know people get brothers. mixed up with our voices, but we actually look the same as well. <laughs> yeah, that was poorly... Pl- at least our hats were on other ways. <laughs> yeah, true. Well, you have to wear hats in the video because it's quarantine and all our hair's all over the place. We, it's almost as though we're actually there because we are just finishing each other's sentences. You know, that's what happens after. Wait, 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 wait. We're finishing each other's sentences. I was going to say sandwiches, but. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. What's your ideal sandwich? Ooh. Um, what, what could you eat right now if you could have a sandwich uh, right now? Bacon and sausage butty. Oh, that's very British of you. Mm, very yeah. British. Very British. good one. We'll get a cup of tea. Oh, oh, it's a bit bloody British. Thanks, 16. <laughs> Why are we doing fake British voices when we are British? Because <laughs> they're not we proper. We just do our normal voice. They're not proper British because we're from the north of Britain. So. <laughs> I think that makes us proper British. Sam. Proper. <laughs> we, we don't speak the Queen's English is what you mean. Oh, God. 16 episodes in lockdown is driving have we done into... 16 in lockdown We've no done... there's no way we yeah. stopped at episode 10 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11 12 we've done sorry we've done 12 <laughs> 12 <laughs> I was about to say we would definitely did more than 10 episodes together in person right anyway why are we still talking uh thank you very much for listening and <laughs> catch you <laughs> catch you next time <laughs> yes check us out on monday thanks guys bye